Uh, well, good morning, BCC. It's really good to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you had a really good Christmas and a really good New Year. I was speaking to a lot of people beforehand and, you know, they had a, a really quiet Christmas and a really quiet New Year. I had a good New Year and a, and a good Christmas as well. I had some really good food. They had three lots of food three, over three days. It was awesome. It was brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, again, I'm glad to be here this morning to kind of steward in um, the new year. This is like the first message of the year, so it's a good, going to be a good, solid message this morning, hopefully. Um, but can I just say, BCC, that you're an amazing church. Can I just say that you're a brilliant church? And actually, yeah, give yourself a round of applause because you've come through, you've made it through 2021 and 2020, and now you're here. You know, uh, and, I, and I believe that God uh, has something to say to us this year, has something to say to you this year. Um, so I want to just pray um, and thank God for you. Is that all right? Uh, so Father God, I want to thank you so much for this church. I want to thank you so much for uh, this very first Sunday uh, where you are going to speak. We uh, listen with expectancy. We listen with, um, uh, with, uh, with knowing that you are a good God. So thank you so much for uh, us, be, uh, us being here and being in 2022. Thank you for bringing us over the threshold in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, so uh, as you can probably tell from the, the title, it's about, this, this message is about taking a spiritual stock take. Now, let me tell you firstly about the time that I was a stockroom assistant um, in a company that I won't name, won't name at the moment, won't name. Um, it was a little over 10 years ago, and I started as a Christmas temp because I was fresh out of Bible college and, and I needed some money. Uh, and so on the year, uh, one year on the run-up to Christmas and the New Year period, in order for us to prepare for the January sales and the Christmas sales, I distinctly remember that I signed up for the Boxing Day and New Year shifts. Um, and I signed up because it was a time and a half. So time and a half is where you get an extra 50% on your hourly or weekly wage if I work that day. And so as me and some of my colleagues were tidying up the shop floor, you know, and just kind of making some small talk um, during closing time, I'd ask them, you know, guys, are you, are you signed up to the shift? Are you, are you coming to the New Year's thing? New Year's Day? I said, oh, are you coming to the New Year's Day? You know, one after the other, they were like, Jordan, I'm not, I'm not coming. I'm not coming to the New Year's Day. And I'm like, what? Why are, you, why are you not coming to the New Year's Day? Well, it's because, you know, we're going out. It's New Year's Eve. We're going out. And so I was like, okay, all right. So you're going out. But what I didn't know until later on was that that particular shift on New Year's Day started at 4 a.m., 4 a.m. So we had to be there ready at the doors for 4 a.m. And if you know retail, it's hard work in retail. And so for a 22-year-old, it's a very, very, very ugly time to be awake and at work. Very ugly time. Very, very ugly time. Um, so it, actually, when I, when I got there, you know, New Year's Day came. And I got there, you know, bright and early, 4 o'clock. And uh, I'd noticed that all the people that actually said they were going to be there weren't there. They weren't there because, you know, they were, they were sick. You know, they were, they were unwell. Something happened, you know. Um, and it was, it was funny because we, we had ha only half of the staff that day that we needed for that particular shift. And we had a particular delivery as well that day that contained over 300 pairs of trainers for us as a stockroom assistant to check in, to 
to, to, to link up with the server to make sure the, the sizes are right. All of this kind of stuff, we had to do uh, the stock take as well as our own maintenance of the stock room and fulfilling orders. Now, by the end of the day, because of all of the pressure of an open storefront and the lack of manpower, this meant that the stock room was a mess. You know, we couldn't fulfill the, the orders that we needed to, and we just couldn't provide good customer service because we were switching out between ourselves and those on the shop floor. And, we, you know, we did our best, but it was absolute chaos in the stockroom, and we were completely worn out by the end. Following the, the events of that day, I, I believe that both you know, myself and the company learned a valuable lesson in making sure that they're prepared going forward, you know? And so I'll tell you that story because in most professional environments, probably where you work or where you study, right now or the new year is a time to take a stock take or have a stock take or engage in an audit. And this is to assess and review the company's current situation and to get a good and clear view of what the year has looked like and discuss the forecasts of what's ahead. But what about spiritually? Do we take the time to evaluate how far we've come in the last year? Do we take the time to reflect on just what God has done over the past 365 days and maybe see a pattern about what he's about to do? You know, we've just left a year and we're embarking on right right now, but we we need to take a spiritual perspective and a spiritual stock take of that year. And and a few days ago, I was looking at the, the, the memories that my phone conjures up. You know, your phone just kind of creates memories from your photos. And the memory of us having a selfie with the, our car, you know, you guys answered, you know, got some answered prayer. You guys were praying for us and we got a car. You know, the Lord delivered a car. And that was, that was six months ago. That was six months ago already. I was like, man, that was quick. Crikey. Where'd that time go? You know, and um, it, was, it was about six months ago that we saw that answered prayer. But now I'm thinking... Okay, maybe there's, it's time for an MOT because we got an MOT when it was done and all that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, that, the only reason why I thought that was the prompt from the memories, from the photos. And because of all the business of our lives and all of probably what happened in 2021, the problem is that sometimes we can forget to take the time and reflect. To take a look back on spiritual lessons learned and see how the last year has transformed us from the inside out so that we're positioned and ready for the year ahead. Because if we don't, we will fail to honor the things in our lives that are important, our commitments, our communities, and our commission. So if you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to turn to Proverbs chapter 4. If you've got your Bible app, we've got the notes on the, on the Version Bible app as well. So Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 to 27. And you know, when I was thinking about who we could draw from for some advice about how to do a spiritual stock take and like kind of why, I started to think through some of my favorite key figures in the Bible. And I thought of, you know, Nehemiah in the Old Testament because he shows us kind of the what. You know, he gives us, he got a, a call, he's got a call and a passion. You know, he looks ahead and he assesses the building of the wall with the materials and the skilled personnel and kind of weighing the options as he faces the challenges that, that he comes across. I also thought of Paul in the New Testament, you know, because he, he's, he's the one that shows us the how. 
and explains to the church in Corinth, for instance, how they should eat and drink and conduct themselves when they are observing the Lord's meal. So I thought of these couple of examples. But what the Lord gave me and kind of uh, put in my spirit was an example of himself through the words of King Solomon. Because in this piece of text, we can see, especially in verse 23, it grounds us in the reality of the where and the why our spiritual stock take should take place. And that is in our hearts because it determines the course of our life. So I'm going to read from verse 20 to 27. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guarding your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Now, one of the proverbial sayings that I I grew up with or grew up around hearing, um, I don't know if you've heard it, uh, but it, it says, check yourself before you wreck yourself. I don't know if you've heard that before, but it says, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And that is to say, we've got to make sure what's going on with us before something bad happens. And this was the point, of the, this was the point in, in Proverbs chapter 4, is to teach us how to best live life with all skill and from the heart. So let's look at these three important areas that we will fail to honor if we don't take stock. So the first one is a C, you know, Chris Cartwright, I think, did a little bit of a copy because I did three C's for my message. So the first C, the first C, if we fail to take stock, we will fail to honor our commitments due to misplaced values. We will, if we fail to take stock, we will fail to honor our commitments due to misplaced values. So when we, when we make commitments, we often use words, don't we? We, we use words a lot. And, and here, I can see that Jesus is asking us to keep his word and to value them because when we do, they are life. They are life. But life isn't just a bodily vitality that we keep to ourselves, but actually it's a spiritual health that we produce in our little everyday decisions. Matthew chapter 6 verse 23 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so if you were to briefly look back on maybe one major decision that you made in 2021, have a go go right now in like 10 seconds. If you were to think of a major decision that you made in 2021, it's very, very likely that that decision was a collection of or a culmination of small decisions that you made every day. And it's also likely that those decisions were made because you valued something, that, uh, you know, that thing or a person that you hold dear because it holds a particular place in your heart. You value it, that you value that person. And so, um, uh, on, on, you know, on Facebook about five years ago, thinking about memories, um, my lovely wife, the most beautiful person in the world, um, amen, um, she uh, posted on Facebook... Um, something about me, and she she posted uh, something that was along the lines of, "Okay, this guy, 
I can't believe this guy, he's, he's, he's not serious. I'm about to go out, and he says no. And so, to give you context, what was happening was we were at the door, we decided we were going to go on date night. Tash had got her Fenty makeup on, she'd got her hair done, dressed up, you know, and I was milling about, kind of figuring out, okay, what, what do I wear? You know, guys, when you have that ugly day, you know, gents, you have an ugly day, don't we? We have, a, we have an ugly day. We do have ugly days. And, you know, I stood, stood at the door and I was like, don't want to go. And, and she was like, what? And, and you know, because of, because of that, she posted on Facebook. And thank you, BCC. You know, most of you, some of you commented on that and said, Jordan, come on, fix up. Come on. Come on, do something different, you know, get, you know, get, get your act together. And, and in that, I could see that my, my values had been misplaced. Because as much as I didn't feel good about myself, the best thing I could have done was just go out on the date night. And actually, it would have been a good night. She looked really good. Can I just say, yes, of course, Sheila, she did. But I misplaced my values. I made a decision because of misplaced values. So for us to make better decisions in 2022, to produce the life in this new year going forward, we must look back and see what kinds of decisions we made or mistakes that we regret. Because then we can see where our values are. So that's the first C. Our first C is is the commitments. If we fail to take stock, we will fail to honor our commitments due to misplaced values. So the second C, when we fail to take stock, we fail to honor our communities due to an unchecked character. So when we fail to take stock, we fail to honor our communities due to an unchecked character. And what Proverbs does a really, really good job of is describing the crucial role that the heart plays in our battle between wisdom and foolishness, good and bad. And to guard the heart means to kind of employ a kind of a, a stance, you know, to take care of. But the battle here isn't just for our own sake, but actually it's for the sake of those around us. You know, parents, um, if you've got young children, or indeed te- teenagers, you know when the, the young child kind of wakes up in the morning, maybe 4 a.m., and they're in a good mood and they're like, mom, 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 or dad, dad, dad. You know, they're in a good mood. Or when your teenagers are in a good mood and they, you know, they wake up in the morning really early and you're not awake and like, mom, 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 mom. You know, but they're in a good mood. That, that affects you, doesn't it? That affects you. But they're in a good mood because of what's going on inside here. Or if you're uh, leading a department where you work, and a member of staff comes in, and they've just walk, walking up on the wrong side of, bed, of the bed. You know, that's going to affect their work if they're in a bad mood. It's going to affect your work. And so you feel that. When somebody else is feeling a particular way, we feel it. Luke chapter 6, verse 45 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the fact remains that as Christians, we are being made into the image of Christ for the sake of other people. Not for ourselves, but for the sake of other people. And this means that the others in our communities are the direct recipients of the content of our character and the content of our hearts. 
So it is the people that we choose to do life with who will also be the ones who receive the life that we give. And here in the book of Proverbs, to take good care of our heart, the source of our character is not just for ourselves, but again, for the sake of others. And if, if we, BCC, want to bless our communities in 2022, we have to take stock of what is in our hearts. If we fail to do so, we will fail to honor our communities. So we've had our commitments. If you fail to take stock and have a look and look back about what's in our heart, we'll fail to honor those commitments because of misplaced values. And then secondly, if we fail to take stock, we will fail to honor our community due to an unchecked character. And then finally, the third C, is when we fail to take stock, we fail to honor our commission due to an unobserved journey or an overlooked journey. And as a follower of Jesus, we've, we've all been tasked. If we're a follower of Jesus in the, in the room today or online, we've been tasked with cultivating the character of Jesus' likeness in other people. And if that's the goal, you know, if we, if we, we are to have the goal of making disciples of Jesus, we need to look back and ask ourselves, okay, were we on track or not? Companies complete annual reviews, not because they want to, not, not just because they kind of really have to, but actually the, the core of the reason why is because they have a goal. They have something in front of them. They have something before them. This is what the proverb is saying. He's saying, look ahead of you. Look, set your eyes on what is in front of you. They have a goal. And so the reason why they have these assessments, these annual reviews, these annual general meetings that we hope you will be at at the end of January, um, they have these meetings because they have a goal. And so they ask themselves, okay, have we missed the mark? Have we met our targets? If not, how come? And if so, do we need to change anything? And again, if we have this goal of making Jesus known, or if we have this goal of, of putting food on the table, or if we have this goal of being the best dad we can be, or if we have this goal of being the best supervisor ever, or if we can have this goal of being a, the best businessman that we can be, it means we have a goal, and it's something to, to do with our commission, the commission that God gave us, which was to make disciples. John chapter 15, verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. Now all the hours of the week that we can spend in productive work, every single second of our productivity, wherever wherever we are, if if it's given to him, he brings it all into his kingdom and we become instruments of his redemption. We become instruments of his mercy. We become instruments for him to our clients, to our customers, to our family, to our friends. And we have this this goal to be uh, someone who fulfills this great commission that we've been given. Every single one of us, as soon as we said yes to Jesus, it was like, okay, you can join me on this journey now. And you've got the commission. And we can't overlook this BCC, we can't overlook this 
because he is at work in us. Amen? He's at work in us. But how do we, how do we know if we haven't looked back? If we haven't checked? If we don't reflect and we, and we don't see, then we will fail to, to acknowledge and, and, and recognize what God has been doing. And we fail to recognize that maybe we missed the goal. Maybe we missed the mark in some places. So when we don't take stock, when we fail to take stock, we fail to honor our commission due to an overlooked journey. To summarize, we've got those three C's, don't we? So we have the first one, which is our commitments, our everyday little decisions that are based in values. If we fail to to take stock and have a look back, we fail to honor our commitments because of misplaced values. The second C would be our community, the people around us, the people who receive our Amazon parcels of love or, or, or hate sometimes. If we fail to take stock, we fail to honor our communities because we haven't checked our character. And then, the last C, when we fail to take stock, we fail to honor our commission due to an overlooked journey. You know, a dictionary definition of a stock take is to examine or assess, then record what you've got and what condition it's in. And actually, spiritually speaking, it's the same thing. When it comes to a spiritual stock take, it's exactly the same thing, but it's to do with your heart. To guarding your heart means that you need someone who knows all about your heart to take lead on these things, for out of it flow the issues of 2021. Do you know that, BCC? Guard your heart above all else, because out of it flow the issues of 2021. And that person that we need who knows all about our hearts, all about our hearts, is, is Jesus. You know, if, uh, if Tash has an, an appointment in London and a client in London, we've got to look ahead and think, okay, how much is it going to cost? How much petrol are we going to need? How have we done the MOT yet? And I think I remember telling you guys uh, about the time where we got stuck and stranded because the battery died. I was playing my music in the car while I was waiting. And we had to receive a jump start from someone else, from a taxi driver, bless him. He took us all the way to Quick Fit and took us back and stuff like that. But because we've reflected at that point and we've seen what it costs, we said, no, okay, we need to double check this. We need to think forward. So we, when, we, when we want our car checked, we go to a trusted MO, uh, you know, MOT garage or we go to a, a trusted mechanic. I think, uh, I think it was myself and Pastor Nick and Pastor Kevin who were talking the other day. And actually, you know, if you want to look good, you know, for your New Year's Day sermon, you know, or, or Christmas Day or New Year's Day, if I don't say so myself, you go to a trusted barber, don't you? You want to look good, you go to a trusted barber. You, you trust them. And then when they don't do what they're supposed to do, you tell them off, you know? But Jesus is the person that we can trust to go to 
because he's in the profession of doing this heart stuff. Amen? Psalm 139 verse 1 says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know everything about me. Right now, I'd like to invite the worship team to come back up to the stage. And I just want to uh, uh, say uh, uh, or reiterate what one commentator said about the book of Proverbs. He said, it's like having a conversation with Jesus in a counselor's office. You're in a room sitting down with Jesus for an hour. And then we ask, okay, Jesus, what do you want to talk about? And then he says... Let's talk about your heart. And we're like, ugh. The stuff that's inside, ugh, no. What? Because Proverbs talks about words a lot, doesn't it? Talks about words. But what Jesus asks in Proverbs, in here, he says, let's look at your heart. Let's, let's, take, let's have a sit down. Let's have a look at your heart. And in response... We can just end up saying, you know what, God, Lord, Jesus, my life is a, is, a, is a mess sometimes. I can mess it up so bad. And I need your help to help tidy it up. So Jesus, can you come in and be my stockroom manager? You came to earth and was crucified and then raised again three days later so that you could sort my mess out from the inside out. And a lot of people often think that we have to come to Jesus with a clean heart. But actually, it's the other way around. He's the guy to clean it. He's the guy to look after it. He's the guy to maintain it. And as Christians, we're the people to say, you know what, Jesus, because Jesus lives here, I'm going to try and clean up. I'm going to have a sit down. I'm going to ask him to help me to clean up because he lives here. He's the most important person in my life. And I want to keep this inside clean. You know, uh, I think I saw a tweet the other day about Caribbean moms and how they traditionally clean the house just before Christmas because it's like Jesus is coming again. Because they, they really really want people to know that you know the house is clean whoever comes over just in case but that's who we are as Christians we're like you know what because Jesus lives here not because you're coming again but because you live here I'm going to try and keep it clean so yeah in response uh, BC again God is at work in you He's at work in you and he wants to lead you. He wants to guide you into 2022. And he wants to make sure that the, the, not just the storefront in, uh, you know, at, is looking nice, but actually what's going on at the back is all sorted and okay as well. Because when we fail to take stock, it's our commitments, it's our communities, and it's our commission that we fail to honor. So I want to encourage you to review the last year, looking back in wisdom and looking forward in expectancy in order to prepare for this year. Because you know what, BCC? The harvest of 2022 
will look like the seeds of 2021. So Father God, I want to thank you so much again for this new year that you've helped us cross the, the threshold from. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into a new year. We know that you called some people home last year. But Lord, we are here because you've got a plan and a purpose for us. And we ask that, Father God, you help us to look back on those moments, those times, those decisions, those values, our communities, and what we did with our commission last year so that we can go forward. Father God, would you sit with us? Would you make that time for us? Because we know you do. Help us to build our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.